Hello, Jewish family. This is part two of our study through Nehemiah chapter 12. Um, you recall that uh, this is Israel, like a huge party that the, that the Levites are throwing, or not the Levites, the Jews are throwing because of um, you know, what the, the Lord has done uh, for them in, in helping them rebuild this wall. Um, and uh, as we think about us in our context, I want us to remember also that we as Christians have much to celebrate about. Even though it is a, you know Thanksgiving season, Christmas season, all that, but in reality, Christians should always be joyful and uh, willing to celebrate all the time because we have Jesus, because of what Christ has done. We can have joy in this life. We can rejoice the Lord every single day, and we can have something even greater to look forward to. Uh, as much as we celebrate in this life, the what is to come for us Christians is going to be even greater than anything that this life has to offer. But for our time now, as we think about returning to service, I want the first thing that we think about is that it should be centered around holiness. Centered around holiness. You call in verse 27 to 29, uh, before uh, they were doing any of these celebrations, that uh, the priests and the Levites did purification of themselves and to other people. Um, again, they were celebrating and then they wanted to worship God, so they had to purify themselves. In verse 30 to 34 to 43, all the people that came up, you guys understand, like each and every single one of these, as, as many of these um, names that appear, all of them has to go through a purification process, which is not a, you know, it's not like, it's not like something that you do when you go, even for us, when we think of like COVID, when we go from, uh, uh, when, I, when, we, when you go into a building and there's those inspectors in the front, they just test your temperature and they ask you, do you have any symptoms? And they let you in. No, in the, in the Levitical time when they were doing uh, the purification process, there's a lot of water involved. Sometimes there's some sacrifices that are involved, and it took a while for this to par- for this party to start. Uh, but they did it because they realized that it's important to be holy when you're when you're celebrating and worshiping the Lord. Uh, they need to be holy so they can be uh, so they can um, be with God in a sense, because uh, you know God does not um, want unholy people. He wants people that are are faithful to Him, and the holiness led them to worship and to give to the Lord. And holiness brings actually people to rejoicing. Because in four, verse 43 it says that, now they, they offer great sacrifice and rejoice because God had given them great joy. There's, there's, there is a connection between your faithfulness to the Lord and how that produces joy in your life. And we need to be a holy people, um, not just because, we don't want to do it begrudgingly. Like First John tells us that you know, God's commandments are not, a burden, and the reason why that is is because when we confess our sins to the Lord, we're acknowledging that His way is the right way and is the best way. And when we live that, we live how we're intended to live, and that's also what produces, and that is what brings us joy and happiness when we submit to the Lord and we do what He expects. Uh, the natural results of that is because is is joy. Again, it's the love of God that drives us to His obedience, and that results of our obedience will cause us great joy. Psalm 119, verse 167 says this, My soul keeps your command, your testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and your testimony for all my ways are before you. The psalmist here understands that um, God's testimony, God's word, is, it, it, it warms a heart. It makes us thankful because it reveals, um, it gives us meaning. It tells us what we're supposed to be. It shows us our shortcoming. It tells us how we can be, how we can fix the thing that's damaged and was broken from sin, and that's only found in Christ Jesus. In John 15, when Jesus was praying for future believers, he says this: uh, John 15, verse 9 to 11. Just as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my Father's command and abide in His love. 
These things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your your joy may be made full. Part of the Christian's uh, reaction to obeying God's words. First, I mean, the, the reason why we even react to knowing and wanting to study God's words is because we love God, and then that should produce in us a desire to submit to God's word, which then results in joy. And, yet, and I have to wonder, if, uh, for some of you, perhaps the reason why worshiping God is not joyful is because you have some sort of secret sin that you're hiding. You can't be thankful to God if you are not holy. If you're constantly living in secret sin, if you're constantly not confessing your sin to the Lord, if you're constantly not broken by your sin, then you can't expect to be joyful in the worship service because your heart and your desires are against the things that God wants you to have. You can't be thankful if you are not holy. Worldliness makes you desire the things of this world. and Holiness makes you thankful because you are uh, desiring things that are not of this world. And those things are polar opposite and they're against each other. If you want to go to a worship service, you know, when we think about in-person service, or even um, our, right now, as some of us are streaming, perhaps the reason why it's hard for you to worship, I know there's some practical things sometimes, like um, it's easily to be distracted, you're sitting on a more comfortable couch, so you might fall asleep, or, or um, you stay up late or something. You know, there's all these other reasons. But again, you have to understand, these, all those other reasons are apathy. You know, it's saying that God doesn't matter to me, so therefore I'm not going to commit myself to sleeping early. I'm going to commit myself to sitting under teaching God's Word. I'm not going to commit my mind to think and dwell on things that are of the Lord. We make all these excuses, but really these excuses in the eyes of the Lord is sin. Uh, God sees our hearts. He sees what we, uh, our our heart motive. And sometimes the reason why we're not getting enough from uh, worship is because we're not, where we are in our own hearts, we don't even desire to get anything from God because of our own sin. So I hope that when we think about worship, being with the Lord, it requires, and there's an expectation of us to, to take God's word seriously and to take God seriously, and, um, and which means that we take sin seriously. And, the, and when you take sin seriously, when you take God's word seriously, that's when you'll find true joy. In other words, when you're holy, you will delight the Lord. And you will desire uh, um, the things that God desires. It will bring you true joy. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 tells us this. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 1. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifices of fools. But they do not know what they are doing. So Solomon here acknowledges that if you want to worship God, he doesn't care so much about what you bring, like your money. He cares about your heart, that you need to guard yourself to make sure that you when you go worship the lord that you are right before the lord um that you don't do just all this you know the rituals and the singing and all the ceremonial things that comes into worship service without having a right heart for god we see that here that before the the party uh, that they were going to throw that they want to be holy before the lord that that they have a clear conscience as they um, worship the Lord together in their singing, in their eating of food, and um, you know, in, in just partying for the Lord. In not a sinful way, you know, they're just you know enjoying singing and singing praises and hymns of thanksgiving to God. So I hope that this will cause us to think about when we go on Sundays um, that you center your heart and your mind to the things that are are good the things that are honorable to the Lord, and then you confess any sins before you even sit and listen to God's word. Um, that, you, that you make the, the, the hard task of, of acknowledging your sin and, and it, 
uh, you know, confessing your sin and repenting of sin so that when you hear God's word preached that you can enjoy him and that that will cause you to rejoice in all that he is. Thanks for listening. I hope that this is helpful. Uh, tomorrow we'll end the week of our study in chapter 12 by looking at the how what God expects of us in our worship service is that it has to be centered around God's word. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good day.